the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Can you imagine Christmas without Christ? As God's children, we must realize that without Jesus, there's no redemption, no salvation, no hope for eternal life in the Father's presence, and no Christmas. Join us today as Pastor Rander teaches how God, in His wisdom, sent Jesus to dwell among us and save us in this message. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your gospel one more time. Who am I to stand and represent you uh, behind the sacred desk, and most of all, with your sacred eternal word? I pray that you would speak through your servant as an instrument to the people of God, that they will be built up, edified, encouraged, and many saved because of the gospel of Christ. We pray against satanic distractions and anything that will interfere with the people receiving what you would have them to know for this appointed time. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, amen. amen. We're going to be preaching uh, the next three Sundays uh, more about the birth of Christ and uh, Christmas messages as it relates to the birth of Christ. And we're going to commence with part one and we'll go into part two next Sunday, Matthew chapter two, verses one and two. Matthew chapter two, verses one and two, you will find these words. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to worship, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And the title of this message is entitled, Where is he? The wise men ask a very important question. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? And this question is just relevant today as it was over 2,000 years ago. People are so enveloped into their commercialization of Christmas that if you were to ask people what Christmas is all about, you would get different answers from different people. For example, people would say Christmas is about gift giving, Christmas is about family, delicious meal, Christmas is about Christmas trees and decoration, Christmas is about Santa and Frosty the Snowman, Christmas is about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Christmas is about sports, football, movies, parties, and shopping events such as Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, and Cyber Monday as people are hyped into a frenzy to catch the big sale. But the real question we must pose to you today is, where is Jesus? We are barraged with many television and internet commercials, thousands and thousands of 
commercials and promotions and sales to the point that many become overwhelmed and Jesus is no longer the focus and essence of Christmas. Sadly, this culture has become so ungodly, so unchurch, and so materialistic that people and even many Christians miss the true meaning of Christmas. But the real question is, where is Jesus? After all, it is his birth we are celebrating. Amen? There are many attempts by the world system to keep believers from praying in the name of Jesus. Christ has been dismissed out of our school systems and Christmas programs have been renamed winter and holiday programs. Christ has been dismissed from sporting events and graduations. You rarely can find a prayer in the name of Jesus these days. You can scarcely even find a nativity scene depicting the birth of Christ. And sadly, even in many churches, we must ask Where is Jesus in the church? The name of Jesus is even no longer in many gospel songs. Many sermons have been reduced to motivational speeches, political rhetoric, prosperity, gospel, and positive thinking. In the messages of many preachers, there is no mention of repentance Many preachers have in their messages no mention of sin. You don't hear about the virgin birth, the cross, the deity of Christ, the person of Christ, and works of Christ. You don't hear about hell, redemption, and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Even from the pulpit, we must ask, where is Jesus? The wise men ask a crucial question. Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And we would be wise indeed if we too, like the wise men, ask the same question, where is he? And seek him with all our hearts this Christmas season. Well, who were the wise men? Who were the wise men? The scripture does not tell us the number of the wise men. I know you see three men on a camel, but it doesn't say it was three men or magi uh, in Matthew chapter 2, nor can we be certain of the specific country they came from or how long their journey was. The Bible only says that they came from the east. The word literally means from the rising of the sun. It refers to the Orient. These men were skilled in astronomy. They were skilled in astrology. They were skilled in science, uh, agriculture, mathematics, as well as history. History says they were, these wise men, were prominent and powerful advisors in the Medo-Persian and Babylonian empires. These wise men may have been influenced by the sacred writings, prophetic writings of Judaism and Daniel, but it seems more plausible that their knowledge of the Messiah was communicated to them supernaturally. They appear to be among the first of the many God-fearing Gentile worshipers of Christ who lived at the time of Christ. Why did the wise men seek Jesus? 
Why did the wise men seek Jesus? Let's look at some of these. Number one, uh, the wise men came to worship Christ, the Christ child, because he is king. They came to worship the Christ child as king. Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords. He is a supreme, transcendent God who has no equal. He has no rival. Jesus has absolute power, has absolute authority, complete sovereignty, dominion, and is the great potentate. In Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 2a, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Jesus did not become a king. He was born a king. Did you get that? He didn't just become a king. He was born king. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. No man could make him king. He is, he is king in heaven and he is king on earth. As a matter of fact, in the Gospel of John, chapter 18, verse 37a, it says, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you king then? Listen at Jesus' response. Jesus said, You say rightly that I am king. For this cause I was born. In this particular passage, Jesus affirms his own kingship. In other words, whether people or authorities acknowledge Jesus as king or not, he is still king in eternity past. He is king in eternity present, and he is king in eternity future. He's the eternal, everlasting, forever king. Jesus did not come as heir apparent to the Roman throne or any earthly throne. Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, did not come as a regent. He did not come as an earthly prince. He did not come as a duke. But Jesus came as the Prince of Peace. Jesus came as the Savior of the world. Jesus came as the Lord of lords and King of kings. I declare and submit to you today that Jesus is God all by himself and there is none like him. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Number two, the wise men saw Jesus because he is the Savior. They saw Jesus because he is the Savior. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save, underline this, underline, he shall save his people from their sin. He shall rescue, that word inherit in salvation, he rescued us from our sin. He delivered us from our sins as we trust him alone. In Luke 19, verse 10, It says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus did not come to save the tree. He did not come to save the bird. He did not come to save some creature. Jesus came to save lost humanity from their sins. He came for people made in his own image and likeness. The gospel of John chapter 3 verse 17 also says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? Saved. He came as a savior to rescue. But when he comes to 
next time he's coming as a judge to judge the world in righteousness. So great was the love of God for fallen humanity that he gave his one and only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to save sinful humanity from the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and the future presence of sin. And those who place their faith and hope in Christ alone will be rescued from eternal damnation through the precious shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and live with him forever in heaven. Thirdly, the wise men saw Jesus because he is the eternal truth. The wise men saw Jesus because he is the eternal truth. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 20, it says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true. In his Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and everlasting life. Beloved, Jesus is the embodiment and essence of truth. In Christ was no sin. In Jesus, no deceit. In Christ, no guile. In Christ, no deception. And in Christ, no falsehood. Perfectly God-man. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22 speaks of the sinlessness of Christ. The scripture says, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Jesus says in John 14, 6, hey, I am the truth. Beloved, anyone who says that Jesus is not the truth is a liar. Anyone who says that Jesus is not the truth is a deceiver. Anyone who says that Jesus is not the truth is an antichrist. Satan will use every resource at his disposal to get you to believe that Jesus is not the true son of the living God. But I declare to you today, and I submit to you today, that Jesus is the son of the living God, and he is the personification of truth. To show you just how true Jesus is in Matthew chapter 2, verses 16 through 17. Herod was inspired by Satan to destroy the boy babies ages two years and under. If Jesus is not the truth, then what is all the fuss about? If he's not the truth, why why folks so mad? Why did Herod attempt to murder baby Jesus if he were not the truth? Why take the name of Jesus out of prayer? Why are people so resistant to him if he is not the truth? Why is he so hated by other religions if he is not the truth? Why don't they just leave Jesus alone if he is not the truth? They cannot because Satan knows the Messiah is the son of the living God who is the absolute personification of truth. James chapter 2 verse 19 says, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble that Jesus is God. They have enough sense to know he's God. After all, they fell from heaven. They saw Jesus in living color before their own eyes. They tremble before the name of Jesus. Satan knows the reality of who Christ is and is doing everything within his power to energize wicked people to persecute and destroy the children of God. Satan wants to destroy you. 
He wants to destroy your children. He hates us because we're covered by the blood of Jesus. He hates us because we are children of God. He hates us because we are on the Lord's side. Also, just as Satan inspired Herod to kill the Messiah, he has also inspired others to attempt to annihilate the Jewish people historically. And even today, Israel, Israel's surrounding nations and neighbors worldwide and worldwide even desire to completely wipe her off the map, wipe her off the globe. But I have some good biblical news for you today. The word of God is true and the word of God never fails. The same God who kept and preserved Israel in the past will keep Israel today as well as in the future. And all of Satan's schemes and strategies to defeat and annihilate the Jewish people will utterly fail. I repeat it again. Y'all were weak on that. And all of Satan's schemes and strategies to wipe out the Jewish people will utterly fail. I believe the word of God. I'm going to stand on it until God calls me from earth to heaven. I believe every word of the living God. And I will never, 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 never back down. Regardless of what people say, think, or do, the word of God is eternal and the word of God is true. You say, how do you know it, Draper? Because of Jeremiah chapter 46, verse 28. It says, do not fear, O Jacob, my servant, says the Lord, for I am with you, Israel. I will make a complete end of all nations to which I have driven you. But underline this, but I will not make a complete end of you. And if God is not going to make a complete end of them, nobody else is either. Nobody else will either. Nobody else will either. The nation of Israel is not going anywhere. It's going to be here because they are God's chosen people, the apple of God's eye to the glory of almighty God. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Nobody's going to hush my mouth. I'm going to preach the word of the living God because the word of God is true. And only the truth is going to set you free. Why don't you say hallelujah? Number four, the wise men sought Jesus because he is the only way to heaven. The wise men sought Jesus because he is the only way to heaven. The gospel of John chapter 14 verse 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. In the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 24, it also says, Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sin, for if you do not believe that I am he, God, very God, you will die in your sins. These verses speaks of the exclusivity of the gospel of Christ. Why would Jesus humble himself? 
Why would Jesus become a man? Why would Jesus down a cross to procure our salvation and then allow us to have many ways to heaven? If you refuse to believe that Jesus Christ is God, you will die in your sin and be condemned. Your soul, your very soul will be condemned to hell if you don't believe that Jesus is God all by himself. Number five, the wise men sought Jesus because they believed that he is God. The wise men sought Jesus because they believed that he is God. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, it says, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. Why did they worship him? The wise men worshipped him because he is God. And when they had opened their treasure, they presented gifts to him, gold that's fit for a king. Yeah. Uh, frankincense is symbolic of his being high priest, and myrrh symbolizing his death. Jesus was not only a man, Jesus was not only a great prophet, Jesus was not only a great teacher, he was God in human flesh perfect humanity and perfect deity. Jesus is one person with two perfect natures. I say it again. Jesus is one person with two perfect natures, the nature of God and the nature of man. This is called the hypostatic union. Say hypostatic union. When the last time you said that? Say hypostatic union. Say Say it again. Hypostatic union. Some of you might be 15 years before you say it again. Say hypostatic union. It means that Jesus was born without a sin nature and lived a totally pure life, a holy life, a pure life. Beloved, Jesus is God and man, one person with two natures. That's the hypostatic union. He was perfectly God and perfectly man. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. When did Jesus come? When did Jesus come? The scripture says in Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 through 5, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who are under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. At the precise moment in human history, God sent forth his son born of a woman, which speaks of the humanity of Christ and his virgin birth. Jesus was born under the law, did not violate any portion of the law, and perfectly obeyed it like no one else in order to provide salvation for we who are fallen humanity. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 says, do not think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. How did Jesus come? How did Jesus come? In the gospel of John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word in this verse is Christ. In other words, you can say instead of words, you can say in the beginning was Christ and the word was Christ. And it was with Christ and the word was Christ.
John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh. Christ, who was invisible, became visible. He became flesh and dwelt and tabernacled among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ is the personification of grace. If you want to know what grace is, look at Jesus. If you want to know what truth is, look at Jesus. If you want to know what hope is, look at Jesus. You want to know what salvation is, look at Jesus. You want to know what love is, is look at Jesus. Get a good look at Jesus. He's our everything. In these verses, we can see clearly, we can see clearly the pre-existence of Jesus as God before the virgin birth in John 1.1. In these verses, we can clearly see the pre-existence of Jesus as God before the virgin birth. Through obedience and humility, Christ humbled himself and became a man through the virgin birth. This is the incarnation which speaks of Jesus being clothed with flesh, taken on physicality, being sinless, being sinless in a human body and nature of man. Also, according to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 30 through 36, through the Holy Spirit's miraculous conception, and it was supernatural, don't you know that? To have a baby without the seed of man, that's a miracle. Anybody else do that, you know they're lying through their teeth. Or your child coming home talking about, I had a baby, but it wasn't by a man. I said, well, who was it by? Oh, my God. It was a supernatural birth from heaven. The one, and there will never be another miraculous birth. So nobody else can say I'm married. Nobody else can say I'm pregnant without the seed of a man. He was and is the son of the highest. He was and is the son of God. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, it says, Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man. Oh, he was a man. He was a man, the humanity of Jesus. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.